Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Marvel Cinematic University. Sure, we talk about everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything around it, too. I'm your host for today, Jay Christie. Anthony is not here because, as he made clear on a previous episode, he was not going to spend Valentine's Day seeing this movie. As you can tell by the head, we're talking Madam Web. And filling in for Anthony is one of the few people I knew for a fact was going to see this movie. And also a great friend of the show brought four costume changes to our, you know, table read. Rachel Leishman. Rachel, thank you for joining us. Yes, of course, of course. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this movie because I, 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 I imagine, I mean, based on the fact that you see as many movies as you do and uh, talk about them the way you do, some mm-hmm. movies are... You see them and you're like, is that good? No. Will I have a lot of mileage talking about it? Absolutely. And I think that, and I want to hear your experience next, but a thought I want to throw out immediately is that this movie was compared a lot to Morbius. And the thing I say the difference is, is Morbius was not much fun to talk about, whereas this is unlike most things I've ever seen. And so what was, because you saw, I think, early at a critic screening, what was your first impression? I think that this is bad fun. So I've been comparing it a lot to Daredevil 2003 mm-hmm. because I had so much fun watching that movie when it came out. I really enjoyed, you know, meeting these characters because at that point we didn't really have much Daredevil stuff. We only mm-hmm. had the comic. And so for me, Madam Web was a lot like that because these are all new characters. Like not that many people know Madam Web because even mm-hmm. the Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark musical, mm-hmm. it was... <laughs> Julie Taymor just thought she was creating a new character and just created Madam Web. Um, and that was the only problem with that musical. Yeah, the yeah, only problem <laughs> was Arachne, um, a character I did like. But with this, as much as people were, like, dogging on it, I I thought it was fun. Like, it's bad fun. I yeah. could talk about Adam Scott for forever. Don't worry. I have, a, I have a section in my notes. Just let Rachel talk about Adam Scott. We'll get there. But it's just, like, all of the – like, it's – I think people, I read a lot of takes and I agree with these, that it's it's good that we have these bad superhero movies still because that was kind of what we had for a really long time and yeah. we learned to love them. We were like, I'm going to yeah. cherish this really bad Daredevil movie because mm-hmm. it's the only thing I'm getting. Yeah. And we kind of need that balance of like, yes, we have high prestige, mm-hmm. like things like the Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. We have like good comic book stuff with the marvel cinematic universe sometimes you just want really bad things and you want yeah. to just go and see bad superhero fights because i think the thing about it is like morbius like i said i'm gonna compare it to that a lot because i see i saw a lot of people saying it was worse than morbius which like maybe on a technical level because i guess like morbius might be more competently edited but like morbius feels like it was written and directed by Sony executives trying to capture the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whereas this movie simultaneously feels like it was made by 80 executives and no one. Like, it really feels like there's no... And I don't want to I don't want I don't want to dog S.J. Clarkson because she's a competent television director, and so clearly shit happened, but this... I, I, I can't make sense of this movie in a way that as a sicko who, you know, watches everything, I'm like, I, I'll be thinking about this movie for a long time. I said it feels like, because today um, my friend described it um, as she had seen online that people said it felt like it was written by AI. I said, no, no. you can tell a human wrote it. I think the way it reads to me is a human was told we need a Madam Web story with yeah. these 
three characters Mm -hmm. and that person had no idea who any of them were yes and tried to just make it make it yeah and so spider-man and everyone else is kind of like this is just bad yeah, as someone who's never read these comics, I couldn't tell you really anything about the characters other than Madame Web. <laughs> like, I don't... Well, Julia's last name is cor- incorrect because her name oh. is Julia Carpenter. And she is like a single mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just, they were like, eh, they're all high school kids. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, we'll be spoiling this movie because um, we, I don't really know how to talk about this without doing that. And also, like, I'll say this, you know whether or not you're going to see Madame Web. It, it's, it's less about the movie itself and more about what kind of person you are, how you spend your money, how you spend your free time. Um, you know, if you're like Anthony Stubbs, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, I live, uh, five minutes from a Regal. So I got Regal Unlimited. Uh, I have saved so much money this year already. I'm going to, it's, I'm going to get like, you know, you can get kicked out of a buffet if you stay too long. That's going to be me with Regal Unlimited. But if you're like maxed out my AMC Stubbs so many times and we're like, I guess we'll we'll, we'll wait till Friday to figure out when we can see this movie. The good thing about being in Regal Unlimited and Regal being like the second tier chain is that you can't max it out. So mm-hmm. I have, uh, yeah, it's a great thing. But um, I think in hindsight, the most inexplicable thing in this movie is realizing that other than Madame Web, the three main characters uh, only get their powers in visions. <laughs> yeah, that was the crazy. I mean, should we? Do- yeah. Hold on. Let's just go through this in order. Yeah, of course. Do you want me to very quickly run down Madame Web that we can talk about? Yes, I think that that will be fun for you to do and me to listen to. Okay. So it starts in the fucking Amazon. Can Mm -hmm. I swear? Of course. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It starts in the fucking Amazon. And Madame Web, a.k.a. Cassie Web, her name is Cassandra Web, and her mom researches spiders Mm -hmm. in the Amazon where she met him. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's it's, we're seeing the, like, you know, the viral meme is the first thing you see in this Mm -hmm. movie, which spoiler that line not in the movie um but so cassie webb is not born yet she is Mm -hmm. a in her mother's belly Mm -hmm. and her mom (laughs) nine months pregnant Mm -hmm. is in the amazon researching spiders Mm -hmm. um and she she catches this elusive spider that they're like no one's ever caught one of these before Mm -hmm. but other than the spider people Mm -hmm. who just exist in the amazon forest Mm -hmm. And so then this man is who was later revealed to be Ezekiel Sims is standing behind her and he's like, you're never going to find the spider. And it's like revealed throughout this whole thing that he basically wants the spider for himself so that he can get spider powers. Um, he's not really good at his spider powers, but he wants no. the spider powers. No. Um, so he ends up shooting her because she won't give him the spider. So then he gets the spider anyway, but mm-hmm. he, she gets shot in the process. Mm-hmm. And so then the spider people are like, I'm going to take you and we're going to put mm-hmm. you in this water that looks like it's healing, but we still ha- you still have to get bit by a spider. Yeah. So then that is how Cassie Webb gets her powers, is that her mother is giving birth to her in a pool of mm-hmm. not, not healing water. No, it's just um, water. It's just water. After she got bit by a spider. Yeah. Um, but her, all of her powers are latent. You do not, you do not see any of these powers until Gassy Webb almost dies because yeah. she's a paramedic. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, look how good I am! I'm so quirky. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, she's like, I'm gonna like say sassy things to my partner Ben Parker, mm-hmm. uh, aka Adam Scott, mm-hmm. who we'll get into all of that because mm-hmm. the whole 
the whole illusion to Peter Parker is nuts in this movie. It's it is insane. It, you could literally lift it out of the movie. <laughs> He's either like her, her, like over everything to do with Peter Parker. Yeah. Um. Like that is her paramedic buddy, who I don't ever. I do. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it is established anywhere that Uncle Ben used to be a paramedic. No, <laughs> I I, I don't. Up. No, I don't think that that's a thing. It's not that he's ever been in the movies, and as my brief comic knowledge, I don't think he's ever been a paramedic. Um, I'm hold on, Uncle Ben's former job, Spider Man. I was like, I need answers. Yeah, because he was an electrician. That's what <laughs> that's I thought. What I remember in because yeah, in the Tobey Maguire ones, they reference him getting laid off. Which remember, my thought was like, he looks like he should be he retired already. Isn't he always like fixing things around their house? Yeah, I thought he was. Ele- I thought he was like an electrician handyman. But in this, he's a paramedic. Fine. Okay. Um. Anyways. So, oh, should say this movie set in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. None of us know why. Um. Because Tom Holland Spider Man born in two thousand and one. Yeah. So this is not him. Yeah. It's surely not Andrew Garfield no. or Tobey Maguire. So now this is a fourth man. Because it's 2002 I, yeah. when we had this board. I, I, I just, because the, the, the choice, and well, I'm skipping a hell of that, but to have, uh, you know, Peter Parker's mother be pregnant in it, like that just was too much. I, I didn't need Richard, that. Richard's on a business trip the entire time. We never yeah. see Richard Parker. Yeah, I, I didn't need that. I thought it was just going to be, because I didn't know a ton going in, because I wanted to kind of be surprised. And I... I'm like, okay, fine. Uncle Ben's a side character. Whatever. I do a podcast about cinematic universes. I'm used to shit like this. And then when it's like, when they have the baby shower, I'm like, I don't need to see Peter Parker in utero. This is not relevant to me. Yeah. So right before that, like the baby shower, Cassie is trying to save a a guy in a car. And what great paramedics they are. Nowhere in their brain were they like, hey, this car that is like teetering like back mm-hmm. and forth, it is so stable that we can get this guy out of the car and I can fully climb in the yeah. car to get him out. I'm so sorry. And the fire trucks were there. So no one thought to be like, hey girl, maybe don't do that. Yeah. Maybe don't get in the car that is clearly not stable. And the, the thing that jumped out to me too, and after she gets pulled out of the water, there's obviously a whole crowd around when there's the guy in the bridge. And that, that's going to involve a lot of paramedics there, right? That That's not just going to be one truck. And so when Ben pulls her out of the water, it's just her and Ben underneath the bridge. No other paramedics are there to help. Everyone no, else. No one has it. oxygen. Also, like, I've never taken a CPR course, but I'm pretty sure if you save someone from the water, you have to do rescue breaths. You don't just push on their chest. I just... Wow. That, this whole movie was like, all you need to survive is CPR. The thing is, CPR training is important. I'm glad that this movie is pro-CPR training, but it would be nice if they were to show correct CPR, you know? I, it feels like such a layup, too, of like, you know the whole thing that there's songs you play when you do CPR? Pay yeah. a little money to the Bee Gees, have a bit where they play staying alive and have fun doing it. Like, th- these are layups that they miss, but that's a that's a note. Yeah, they they... Anyway, so she has a near-death experience. In her near-death experience, she learns that actually she has powers to see the future. Mm-hmm. And it, this all comes into play when she shows up at her <laughs> at the baby shower for Mary Parker, who she doesn't know. Yeah. I, 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 the thing, too, is she doesn't know her. Fine. 
you know, I've been invited to parties that I don't know people. If, if you're, well, I'll say this. She does not have the right energy to be a plus one. You know, she's really awkward. But then also. Guys, at yeah. that point, if you don't know any of the women other than yeah. the wife of the, like, chief of the paramedics, which I yeah. didn't know that was a thing, maybe just kind of don't. And she gets called on on multiple occasions to participate in these games. And she doesn't know these people. No. And, and like, the thing, too, is there's the bit where you're supposed to, they have a thing where you're supposed to write a thing about your mother, right? Uh, on, and, they, and, and they pull out hers and it's blank, and she explains it's because, you know, her mother died, and she's awkward. She, like, does a very Dakota Johnson-y thing, making awkward jokes. And everyone's, like, kind of mad at her, and it's just like, what the fuck is, like, she, what do you want her to do? You guys are afraid of everything about her mother. I mean, like, as someone, you know, who, my dad's dead, I would have been, like, I would have been, like, oh, well, he's dead. Like, yeah. I would have, like, done something that was, like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm making a joke in this situation, but, like, don't have any. Okay. She died before yeah. I got to meet her. Like, so then when they opened it, they would at least read it instead. Yeah, I don't know what her idea was. Or, like, maybe you just don't put a slip of paper in the pile. Like, I... This, uh, and I will get back to the plot, but I just will say, this character is, I think both because of the writing and also because Dakota Johnson does not have a handle on it because of the writing, is almost completely inscrutable from moment to moment in that sometimes she's like kind of mocking the material as she's doing it, which is when I think it's actually when she's at her best because I think that's where Dakota is most comfortable. But then like, in ways she's an incredibly severe person Mm -hmm. and like, I just don't understand, like, what was this person's life? Like, you can say this about a lot of the characters in it, but I genuinely don't know what her life looked like the day before this movie started at all. She was just driving around feeding a cat milk like it was 1984. Like, we've known for decades not to feed cats milk. And then she's like, you seem hungry. Yeah, maybe give the cat food. And also, we already established that she was a foster kid, but she has to say, Australia's got to take care of each other. I, I, I'm 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 actually curious. Has a person who actually like was adopted or in the foster system have they ever made a point about calling themselves a stray? Because I feel like in any time a movie has a character that is adopted in some way, they always will find an animal and say something like a stray. Is like the biggest. I don't think it's ever actually happened in real life. No, neither. But to fast forward slightly, because this plot is just like there's a lot of her discovering her power in a way that makes no sense because she still can't figure it out for the majority of this very long no. movie. Um, but the idea is she gets glimpses and then she gets put back. Like mm-hmm. she, she sees the future and thinks that she's just in a time loop only to realize that it was just her seeing the future. Yeah. Um, and then that she's like, did we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but so she sees these girls that she is on a train with mm-hmm. all dying. And Wait, can we just note, because yeah, I understand why you skipped it because it's not important, but comedian Mike Epps is in this movie and he dies in a flash forward. And it's just kind of like, I, the oh, entire time right. I'm like, that well, can't be her, Mike Epps. That can't be Mike her, Epps because Mike Epps would not be in this movie. <laughs> but he's, so yeah, one of the times where she realizes like, oh, my powers can maybe save people, which is like spurred on it like later is, the like chief of paramedics or whatever his actual job title was is like in an ambulance and she goes, please let me drive the ambulance. And he's like, what? Is something going to happen to me when I drive? Cause she kept having flashes that while they're at the Pepsi factory that is filled with fireworks, that doesn't exist. Like the Pepsi factory is not a thing. 
Yeah. Um, she is like, oh, let me drive. I keep, like, she didn't say, I keep seeing you dying in this car. But that's what happens. He drives off. He survives saving people in a firework explosion. Mm. Yep. To die because he didn't look both ways. Yeah. It's... And I'll say, as a resident of Astoria, Long Island City, I did appreciate the representation of seeing the Pepsi sign. Um, but we can do better. We, we can do better than that. We just made up a building. Yeah, it's not a fireworks building. Um, but yeah. It, and so, yeah, as you mentioned, she's seen these people on the train. She's seen them die. Which, like, it's unfortunate because I feel like the biggest slam dunk this movie can have is dramatizing the flash forwards. Because, like, that is a cool f- device. And it feels like... It's it's frustrating because, obviously, the character is confused because she doesn't know that she's seeing flash-forwards and so she's freaking out. But they kind of make the choice to make the uh, make it also confusing to the audience. But it's like, we bought a ticket to Madame Webb, the person who can see f- the future. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't need this to be confusing to us, you know? Like, that's kind of... That, and the train team was really annoying to me because it's like, we get... I get it. You can have her mm-hmm. being confused, but like, I understand what's going on. Stop trying to hide. I know she's seeing the future, you know? Yeah. And it's... Mm, okay. But then she... So they, she has to watch these girls die 20 times before she's mm-hmm. like, maybe I should do something. Yeah. Um... And so she's like, get off the train. She basically waits until she sees the guy that she has seen yeah. murdering them over and over and over again. It wasn't enough that it happened one time to someone she knew. Mm-hmm. She had to wait until the guy is basically yeah. like coming in the room. Yeah. And then she's like, get off the train. And so they're all running. Um, and they like escape Ezekiel Sims before he gets to kill any of them. And all of these girls kind of are like, what's going on? Why are you doing yeah. this? And the only one that has motivation to actually follow her is Maddie. Because mm. Maddie, like, gets her skateboard taken away. Yeah. And she's like, give me back my property. Mm-hmm. And is one running after her. And, like, so, like, Dakota Johnson's using it to, like, mm. make her go with her through all this stuff. But it is insane that the other two are like, okay, where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think that that's where the uh, the lack of clarity for the Cassie character really is most apparent because mm-hmm. you can imagine a character that is like compelling and convincing enough to kind of temporarily get these girls to, but like t- t- both the character is written as like a very reluctant hero, which yeah. like fine, but also she's a paramedic. So what are we doing here? But in two, like why make her a paramedic if we do that? But also two, yeah. she, I on the one hand, like I respect that Dakota Johnson's not going to give one hundred fifty percent for something that she doesn't think is good. But also, if she gave one hundred fifty percent for some of these lines, I think it will work better. That like yeah. I don't believe her when she's saying that these girls are going to die, and I just saw them die in a flash forward. So it it like this bit really is like why, especially like. I, you know, like, like you said, Maddie, she has her skateboard. You know, Julia seems kind of like shy and, you know, maybe she, but the fact that Anya follows along is just like, why? Why on earth is... Yeah, because she establishes when they get to the woods, oh, you live in my building. So it wasn't like she clued in when all that was happening, like, yeah. oh, we had actually know her, like, yeah, she lives in my building, I'm just gonna, like, follow her if she's telling me something bad's happening. It was literally not until she got to the woods is like wait i know you you build it yeah and 
you know, we should mention that Ezekiel Sum is a bad guy. He is trying to kill these girls because yeah. he keeps having a vision of them killing him in love with spider powers in his building. And inexplicably, he has Zasha Mamet on uh, as a computer person. Um, and, and like, because now basically with 2003 technology, we can scan faces or whatever and find them. And it's he's Big Brother. Gonna, they yeah, own he, Big Brother. And like, I, the thing that really made this movie feel like it came out in 2003, like Daredevil, is having a villain where they clearly had to ADR a lot of his dialogue because presumably you couldn't understand it. I don't know. I just noticed almost every ADR line is ADR. is so bad in this movie. At one point, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe it's just like the press screening is yeah. like getting like, we're getting a slightly unfinished one because they're trying to show it before it comes out. But then I stopped and thought about it. I was like, no, no, this movie literally comes out tomorrow. There's no yeah. way. So the ADR at one point, Dakota Johnson, at like loud as could be, full volume, says something, and then it cuts to like the line they recorded in that moment, and it is not at all connected. Like no. they didn't even get the levels yeah. right. It's insane. And I think that like obviously this movie would not have been solved if the villain was more compelling, but yeah. like it's really like nothing here, um, and. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to put it at the feet of Tahar Rahim, but it really feels like they they did they didn't have an idea. He didn't really have a clear idea, and once again, feels very two thousand three. Because now in the and these days, at least you probably cast someone who like has some level of charisma, or you give. But it just was once again the fact that his motivation was simply like these girls are going to kill me, and there was no like deeper. We really never got a deep idea of why he wanted the spider in the first place. What he does, what does he do with his powers? What um, how does he? Like, what is? It seems like he does nothing with his powers other than see the future and know that like these girls are going to try to kill him. Yeah. Like that's kind of what it seems like. In the in the same way that in the same way with Cassie, what does Ezekiel Sims do the day before this movie starts? Like, what if what is his life? They, there is none. They gave. You I mean, it's just like you, you start off with him. He's hooking up with Crossing Jordan, and then you know he's on a yeah, quest. I was like, that I'm can't be Crossing Jill. Jordan, but sure enough, good for her. Uh, but yeah, I'm and, so and, happy for Jill. Yeah, and so like I said, they're in the woods, and you know, uh, Cassie has to go back into the city to you know look at her mom's research because she you know needs to learn about these spiders or whatever. And like any characters in anything, when you tell a character not to run off, they of course run off, despite the fact that like they know that they have yeah, like an. She abandoned them in the middle of the woods True. in where New Jersey. In New Jersey, which is a problem. There's just a whole lot of just completely, like, cause it, it, I get that simultaneously you want to leave them somewhere they can't be found, but also it's 2003, it's not 2024, so you probably could find a cheap motel, which they eventually do. And but these girls, they want to go to a diner, um, and. You know it's 2003 because they play Toxic, which I think is a good choice. I think you have to. Um, yeah, the guy on the radio literally says, this song's gonna be a big hit. And that's that's really dumb to say, too, because it'd be one thing if it was a song by, like, an obscure artist that eventually became big. Like, this is Britney's third album. What are we doing? Like, or fourth album, even. I forget. Yeah, we, um, knew, we knew that, oops, I did it again, have, had already happened yeah. at this point. And as you mentioned, this is where I think the bit of he was studying spiders in the Amazon, researching spiders with my with my mom before she died. That's in the motel. Oh right, okay, you're right. Sorry, that is a hundred percent. It should have been in the motel. You're right. But like these dumb girls who like run off, mm. 
Um, and we're like, we're really hungry. There's like a diner up the road we can go to. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I get, I get that they don't live in a surveillance state like everyone currently does, but it's still like wild that they're just like, this will be fine. We're going to go eat and then we're going to come back here. And then they just abandon that. Like no one has a sense of like, maybe we should like. Yeah. Get it to go box, you know, yeah, be intelligent and kind of be like, we have to hurry up, get the food and go because if we don't whatever 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 oh and also she's like i have my dad's money i'm like so you're using a credit card yeah i mean you're using a credit card. it's and then they of course they can't go there without dancing on a table for some what like football players all looks three like. of them all and three it, of them it, it's just like you know i don't want to obviously teenagers make dumb decisions but you would not be- know from the way that they act in the scene that the thing that they are running from is like a enhanced individual that killed a couple cops in front of them. Like no, they- it's just like the Zodiac killer. Yeah. <laughs> they're like running from someone who literally could throw a car at them. And they're yes. like, like don't- yeah. wasn't it Maddie who was like, he's climbing on the walls. Yeah. Like- if, if I see a person climb on the walls and kill a bunch of people in front of me, I am not taking a single risk for the rest of my life. It, that is done. I, my life as I know it is over. You tell me to stand in the woods, I'm standing in the woods. Yeah. I will starve. And so, yeah, they, she ends up saving them because there's a flash forward bit where he kills them. And this is where we learn also where he has like some type of poison that he administers. There's just like, so much going on in this movie. Like a black widow. I just don't really know what... Because like... I think of all of the Spider-Man spin-off movies, this is the one that I think the absence of Spider-Man is most glaringly obvious, which is not a dumb, I mean, it just... Yeah, well, they're just like, here's Ben Parker and Mary Parker, yeah. but there's no May, there's no... Uh, and, there's but no even, there's even no if you take away the stuff that's related to Spider-Man, you have a guy who is in a Spider-Man-like suit, who has Spider-Man-like powers. It's spider stuff, spider stuff, spider stuff. At least like with like Venom, it's like, Theoretically, you could make a movie about an alien symbiote that comes to the Earth. It was Morbius. And theoretically, you have Eddie still. Yeah, and you could make a movie about a character that gets bitten by you know bats and becomes a living vampire. Like those things don't need Spider Man. But when you see Ezekiel Sims, you're like, that's Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, there, this was an insane way of like Madame Web's origin. Yeah, but it was like so. Essentially, he he finds the dancing girls yeah. on the table because someone in the diner is like. Hey, those look like those missing girls. And I do have to say, everyone keeps saying something that happens later, but it is explained that they, that the police Mm -hmm. and the people who were like looking for this woman who kidnapped these three Mm -hmm. girls, it just says that they think, oh, this woman kidnapped these three girls. Cassie isn't like the police don't think it's Cassie. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Sims and Zoe Felicia Mamet. They're the ones who know that it's Cassie. Mm-hmm. So, like, she can get on a plane and use her passport and stuff because the cops aren't looking for and, her. Ezekiel and, Sims is looking for her. The most inexplicable thing is that it is pronounced Zostra as in rhyming with Sasha. I just will never understand really? that. Really? I thought it, it was is. Zosha. I'm almost Zosha? positive. I'm almost positive it is, yeah. I might be wrong, but I, at least I heard her introduced. Really like, my entire life. I, I, at least I heard her introduced that way on a talk show once. Maybe the person who did that was wrong, but... Uh, well, she, it's only her and Ezekiel Sims who know it's Cassie. And unless, like, there was some news thing where, like, the news person was like, her name is Cassandra Webb. Yeah. I don't and think it's. Now, a thing that, 
I think the friend of the show, Michael Springtuff, brought up, which I think is fair, is obviously the nominative determinism of having someone named Webb uh, be someone who's on spiders is dumb but you do have to remember as he pointed out that mark webb directed two spider-man movies so like you know the real world is weird too um well, and also the spider thing is not like her mom's last name was clearly webb but in the, the spider thing which comes into play later is not like it wasn't like she spent her life researching spiders it like no, that was her mom <laughs> it like happened because of a reason it's not yes. like her mom's life was researching spiders <laughs> but the so he finds them cassie runs him over with a taxi that mm-hmm. she had stolen earlier in the movie yeah and so she's like come on and they they all get in the car they leave and they go to a motel mm-hmm. so at this motel at one point it seems like she left them to go back and try yeah. and connect with ezekiel but then she wakes up it's a flash forward moment i think bed yeah it was crazy that one was the most unclear for me. I'm like... Yeah. Because the, the movie that this reminded me of, and this is a movie that I only know because friend of the show, Zach Harper, does a show called Cinephobe about bad movies. And one of the most important bad movies in that podcast is the Nicolas Cage film Next, which I don't know if you've ever seen. It's not very good. But it's about Nicolas Cage plays a guy who can see 90 seconds into the future. And one of the things oh, about wait, it is... I have seen that movie. Yes. The thing about it is, it's a really dumb movie. But it actually has like two sequences that are that do what this movie tries to do incredibly well because they make it clear that every single time he sees the future and changes something slightly, it's a whole new 90 seconds. That is the thing that that movie makes clear. And that's how you can have like there's a scene, for example, where, you know, they show like a top down view of him trying to evade security at a casino and you just see him make a bunch of weird movements and like dodge people perfectly. It's like, oh, because you know in his head he can see all these different futures. Or there's a moment where you see him like, I'm going to search this warehouse really quickly because he can search it in all different 90 second jumps. And that movie is once again really not good. But I was honestly watching Mad Blood being like, next did this a lot better. (laughs) It just, it did. Well, and it's like later in the movie when they like finally explain how her power works. I'm like, oh, all this makes a little bit more sense now. But you had an entire, like, hour and 35 mm. minutes of a movie where I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going yeah. on. Like, I don't know how her power works because it's not very useful. No. And then it's like they explain, like, oh, you had to come into your full power. And I yeah. was like, oh, did she? But yeah. it's like, okay, they get – first of all, I like that she just, like, went home. The, the reason the girls were abandoned yeah. was she went to her house and was like, I need to get my mom's research mm-hmm. because she'll have answers. And it's like, I guess in theory – she was like, okay, my mom will have the research for why this is happening to me, I guess. Or that guy. Like, I don't know why she thought her mom would have that mm-hmm. research. That is what's baffling to me. Yeah, because She went and just got it. Because simultaneously, she clearly resents her mom for being nine months pregnant in the Amazon and dying. Yeah. Which, you know what? A lot of characters in movies and TV resent their parents unfairly. I think that until she knows the actual truth, that's a fair resentment. I think that that's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> But she resents her for that. It's a fine resentment. Yes. That part, I'm like, oh, I get it. But at the same time, she has the chest, like the the suitcase with all of her mom's research immediately under her bed. And so she either, yeah. Well, that I get a little because it's like no matter what, like, relationship you have, that is kind of something important. Like, I I agree. The only thing you have of her. I agree, but I think the thing that doesn't make sense is if that is going to be the case, then she probably at least one point probably would have looked at this already. Like, I just don't understand. I'm thinking maybe she saw something and it was like, we don't know that. It's really weird. 
and it's also frankly just really contrived screenwriting because what they need to they need to get her away from the girls so the girls could do something stupid and almost get killed right yeah and so they need to make like i need to go back and look at this stuff but like it, if you're actually trying to streamline it and make it make more sense it's like she's like oh my god this reminds me of a thing i had previously read in my mom's because re- she's reminded enough of her mom's research to want to look at it but doesn't know it well enough or she has to look. like it just like feels like we need a reason for cassie to leave these girls alone yeah and it should have been, you know, Cassie goes and has a phone call mm-hmm. because it's 2003. Not everyone has cell phones yet, mm-hmm. even though technically this is post 9-11 New York. She would have had a cell phone, yes. Yeah, so she would have had a cell phone. Well, mm-hmm. no, they threw them out, remember? Oh, and right, you're right, you're right. They're tracking those things. They can't, yes. She's not enemy of the state. Um, but she could have gone and been like, I have to go find a pay yeah. phone. You know, they weren't as easy. And be like, I have to, like, there's someone I have to call. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll know like how to help us stay here. Yeah, and go and call him, and then just have one of those girls be dumb. Have one of those girls yeah. be like, "She's taking too long. I'm hungry. I saw a diner. Let's just go there. We can be back." Yeah. If she's trying to like get help, she has to make a bunch of phone calls. Like we'll do that, yeah. and then you cut out the weird like I'm gonna be gone for like five hours because I'm driving <laughs> back into the city. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The whole thing is yeah. They they go to New Jersey. Um, which you know that's already already taking a big enough L doing that, but um, but yeah. So they're in the hotel, and there's the whole bit where, well, as you mentioned, there's the CPR scene, um, which once again get CPR certified. I should. I keep saying I'm going to, but I keep forgetting to. Um, but well, all you have to do is yeah. compress in the same rhythm until yeah. like you're on get time. Someone else will join in. I watch a lot of those like doctors react to movies and TV things, and so I know that I'm like this is going to be the coup de gras of bad CPR because as they say, and all those things, and I understand why they don't do it. Cause it's, you don't want to kill people, but like, if you're not breaking the person's ribs, you're not doing it hard enough. Um, but anyway, yeah. but she uh, never said that thing. but no, so anyway, but, in this hotel, yeah, they're in the hotel and the line where I think, yeah, he, he was research. He knew my mom when she was in the Amazon researching spiders before I she died, that, before she died. I think that line comes in when like all the girls are like, wait, isn't this the guy? Yeah. She's like, yeah, and then they're slowly, they're slowly doing all of those answers, mm-hmm. but it is not like they're doing the answers in a way where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is the same exposition, but it doesn't feel as much as like exposition. Yes, can I give though my opinion on this whole thing though? I yeah. think it's 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 cowardice. I mean, is it a bad line? Absolutely, but I think it's it, it, it it's already out there. People already made fun of it, like. But I don't think it was in the movie at all. Really? I think that was only, like, I think when they were trying to do the trailer stuff, point. they were trying to be like, that. You might be right, actually. going on. And so right. they made up that horrid line. Yeah. And then everyone was like, this is in this movie. And then we're like, no, it's, it, uh, ew, this is not in this movie. But the thing is, it's not like the movie doesn't have dialogue that's that bad. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, Oh, we'll get we'll get into it. Let yeah, because there's a line that I want to get to. Yeah. What, what what is what is Cassie's revelation though? Uh, when she's at the hotel with the girls, what what does she need to do? Which this almost made me like laugh out loud. Go to the Amazon for a week. She's uh, like, I, gotta go, I just gotta go to the Amazon with some pictures and a dream. Um, and so they she drops all she drops the girls off with Ben and goes watch these girls for a week. And he's like, okay, mm-hmm. um, I'll watch her, them and a pregnant lady. Mm-hmm. No worries. Um, and so then. She goes. She goes to the Amazon for a week, where she literally is like, "Give me a piece of paper." She like does this, and she's like, 
looks legit and just like follows the pictures yeah. that are also good. a couple things and this is just me being a dork but like for because they need to show she's going to peru it says now entering peru but why would she not just fly into peru was she flying into colombia and driving like i don't know what I, I just there's so many things like that in this movie where I'm like I understand why you're doing this but like show her flying at like Lima International Airport and trust us <laughs> you don't have to have her on a bus oh, going... <laughs> um, but yeah the idea of it like don't worry about it but anyways so she's she flies to the Amazon she meets the spider person man mm-hmm. who said to her mom while she was dying mm-hmm. when she comes back mm-hmm. I will be here for her to give her answers mm-hmm. And he kind of doesn't. He just puts her in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, here, connect with the past. And so she sees the past and why her mom mm-hmm. died. Yes. Or like why like why her mom did all of this. And it was because she was going to die. Like she had a disease that mm-hmm. was like, they basically were like, she, she won't live that long, but she'll mm-hmm. at least live a little. Yeah. And you can just from there see mm-hmm. what's up and figure mm-hmm. it out like but and if this movie was 20 percent more competent and dakota johnson was 20 percent more invested this would be a very emotional moment and i think it is it is a compelling idea it is just like this movie it just frankly did not earn the, this turn i don't think i just don't i'm just not because once again because we because cassie webb is not really a person I don't know what trauma she's been like. We know that she resents her mom, but mm-hmm. like, what is she? What is this unlocking for her? What is she? You know. And I know I'm asking these questions about a movie that doesn't really deserve this level of you know introspection. But I think like the idea of oh, she was doing this thing because she was in a race against time against you being born. Like oh, that's an interesting idea. But it's in it's an hour and twenty minutes into Madam Web. So what are we gonna do? Yeah, um, and so. Here's, there's a line here that I think we need to discuss, which is a line that I, I almost never say things inadvertently out loud at movies, but I said, and this is a bit crass, but I said, oh, blow me, when the guy in the Amazon said, when you take on the responsibility, great power will come. Um, that, listen, I wrote a piece <laughs> defending all of the, like, with great power comes great yes. responsibility, like, kind of nods. It's a Spider-Man movie. I understand. It is still part of the Spider-Verse. And every single Spider Verse thing has some fucking to do. Uh, but just who is this guy? <laughs> and so I'm like, listen, it's not a Spider Man movie if if there isn't something about power and responsibility and uh, that shit. And also, she doesn't turn around and look at Uncle Ben and go, "With great power comes great responsibility." Uh, it's not like she's it giving it worse. to him. It could have been worse, but I guess for me, it's like this guy is he? I don't know who he is. And I, I, I also feel like, yeah, I also feel like I'm kind of, you know, at the point with, we're almost like, just say the line or don't say it. I it just try to Mad Libs it around. Um, but no, it definitely was like, okay, she has a great power. But like, I guess the whole thing they reveal is that her power is that she didn't get the super athlete feet powers from the spider. Because I suppose it's a bit different <laughs> if you get bit when you're still in Euro. Um, sure. But she did get the future seeing powers, except in her version of it, unlike Ezekiel or whatever, she can change the future. And also, she can be in two places at once. I don't know. I'm lost. She has astral projection. I didn't know spiders could astral project. No. But 
she can. That um, explains how they get in my mouth when I'm sleeping. Yeah, exactly. The actual project there. Um, yeah, so basically, like, she gets the answers that she needs for her powers, and she's like, great, I can use them now mm-hmm. for my own benefit. Um, and then she goes back to America mm-hmm. in this time, which is a week. They say it multiple times that it's been a week. Um, to see, like, she goes to where the girls are, mm-hmm. but Ben and Mary had to go to the hospital because Mary was giving birth. And so the girls were like, they put up their hoods and they were like, they were essentially like doing the superhero look. They were like this. They were like, all right, let's go. We, we got to yes. get this ba- this lady to the hospital. Uh-huh. And so I think it's Maddie is the one that like just happened to turn at like a traffic camera. Yes. And so Ezekiel Sims and uh, Zosha Mamet are like, Zosha? I th- I'm pretty sure it's Zasha. I looked it up. Yeah, Zasha. I was like, I was like, Sasha. That's not right. Zasha Mamet is like, oh my god, we got a hit. And so then they like go to attack, and Cassie gets there like right after they left. And so she's like, I'm gonna steal this ambulance and use it to like go and find them with my powers. And so she does. She tells Ben like, get married to the hospital. He's not gonna be looking for you anymore because she gets the three girls, and they're mm-hmm. all like, she's like uses her vision to see a perfect plan of killing Ezekiel, which is yeah. going back to the Pepsi factory that is actually a firework factory mm-hmm. and using the fireworks to kill him. Yes, it is. It's just, okay. And then they, so they go there and they start lighting shit mm-hmm. on fire, like way too willy nilly. Like with I know flares? that. What? With flares? Yeah. They're using flares. And I know that she can see the future, so ostensibly she can be sure that they're not going to get killed. But I, that's not a bet I'm going to take if I'm not her. Like, if I'm Julia, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to trust that you're going to get me out of the way of these fireworks that are randomly going off. Um, you know, and as they're almost Jason Pierre pauling themselves, she's like, we got to call a helicopter. And, you know, they're going to gonna get off on the roof. And it's just, I think that... Because they didn't really establish a good, coherent language for the visions. Like, obviously, there's, like, a weird effect that they put on them. But mm-hmm. because it's still pretty haphazard the way it's done, this, there's just, like, there's such an odd pace to this that, like, really, it, it, it simultaneously feels like it took forever and also it was just one minute. Like, it's a really weird sequence. Well, and it's also, like, to just fast forward to the end so we can talk yeah. about the stuff we need to talk about. The the fight sequence is weird because it is four women without Spider-Man yeah. capabilities all just trying to survive. Yeah. Because the only one who has any kind of powers is Cassie, and all she can do is see into the future. Yes. She has no super strength. She has nothing else. So they're fighting a super strength man. Basically what happens is they figure it out. He falls into the water, and the S, because Cassie kept seeing the S on the Pepsi sign falling. The mm-hmm. S falls and crushes him to death. But Cassie, because of all the fireworks, gets knocked into the Hudson. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the Hudson, not the East. Yes, it is the Hudson. Um, yeah, the East is the on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. The gets knocked in the Hudson, so no wonder she ends up in a wheelchair and blinded because she's in the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I guess like a firework like falls into the water and just like blinds her because of I... the flash. And then we don't really know why she can't walk anymore. Like, that was not no, established. She just fell into water. bizarre. Because, like, I, the thing that's bizarre about it is that 
Water is much harder than people think it is. In that, like, movies make it seem like that is not a far. There's yes, there's two things. There's two things. It's it's not a far fall. Yes, I know. I see it every day. Whenever I take the N train home, um, my beloved. Once again, I love in the same way that as a previous Jersey City resident, I appreciate the representative from uh from Miss Marvel. This I appreciate the representation from Long Island City. Um, but the the fall is not that far. But also. She had previously fallen from a bridge earlier in the movie, and she was fine. You can't. She literally was fine. Like there has to be like the firework. Fine, that's how she's blind. What? Fine, yes. But I'm. You can have it that she is paralyzed and blinded from this. I'm willing to believe that for you. But she can't just fall in the water because she already fell in the water. Like whatever. So the it it was cool to see her. She like kind of she has her own like Dakota Johnson's own take on the like iconic Madam Web imagery, which is. Cassie and Cassandra in a wheelchair with like the glasses on and the last moments of this movie is like talking about how like her web does connect them all and all of these girls have their their moments in their spider-man suits that we just don't mm-hmm. see other than these two moments yeah um and it's like their future and what they could do it was basically setting up here's yeah. the other movies we can yeah. see and we're like mm-hmm. uh it's will we will I, we see them? i'm trying to think in terms of sequel teases for movies that never came i'm trying to think where this ranks in the funniest because there's a lot of good ones in the history of cinema especially in the last like 10 years um yeah but this one might be it's either i mean i think the end of morbius with vulture is pretty or is all adr because they couldn't get michael keaton on set probably like that's up there mm-hmm. um i don't know the mcu obviously has a bunch but like with the mcu anything can happen so i don't want to write any of them off but like man um and i you know the first time i saw it i sat through those credits thinking like maybe no no i i looked it up in my seat because i'm like i don't really feel like sitting through these credits if there's not a post-credit scene but so that that's madam web um and i think i think one thing we should briefly discuss is the three girls um their performances because obviously there's been a lot it's one of those movies where one of the start one of the side stars became exponentially more famous in between production and now. Um, yeah, Sydney Sweeney is so famous. And it's, like, crazy yeah. that, like, she doesn't... that, And I, I don't think it's for the movie's detriment, but, like, she just is one of the three. Like, she's not... I thought she was going to be, like, a co-lead, but no. Um, and she's... Well, Anna, like, yeah. They barely get to do anything. Like, yeah. Anya barely has... A story outside of my father got deported, and, and I have, um, I'm holding a lot of stock in Isabel Merced, so I was a bit disappointed. Um, yeah, it was like Maddie, like Maddie and Isabel's stories, very sad when you like start to unpack them. But yeah. then it's like Cindy Sweeney's, like <laughs> then she rolls in, it's like my mom's in a mental institution, and my dad got remarried and doesn't like me yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and like the way that they show the the way they show the not liking is so on the nose of like, you know, it just it, it's so many. I, I think that like the thing about this movie, which makes I think special in terms of bad superhero movies, is that mm-hmm. it's not just ill conceived. There just were so many moments in it where you're like, this is, and I, I don't want to put this all at the feet of S. J. Clarkson because I think that clearly she's not you know an imbecile behind the camera. That yeah. there's so many moments where it's like because of some production thing or some last minute change or whatever, this is incompetently made in a way that you don't see in movies. It just is like, what are we doing? And like, listen, 
Adam Scott is my boy. And I was so yes. happy he was Ben Parker. Mm-hmm. And it made me be like, cool, I want more Adam Scott as Ben Parker. Like that, mm-hmm. I enjoy. And the beard like, and I don't was great. Want... What? The beard was great. Yeah, I was like, and I don't really want any more Ben Parker stories. No. But if it was Adam Scott as Ben Parker, I'd be like, yeah, tell, tell him to me. Mm-hmm. Tell me all yes. about Uncle Ben. What's Uncle Ben up to? It, and like, also the thing too is when they mentioned that, when he mentions that he met a girl and like they very intentionally they don't say name, the name. It's just like, I, I, I just, the, it's inexplicable because it's like you're holding on this moment for five extra seconds, but you're not saying the name. So you, you're doing both the wrong things. <laughs> you're like doing too much fan service, but then you're also just not actually giving it to us. And also, this movie made me realize that Richard and Ben Parker both were like, our ladies are Mary and May. Yeah, definitely strange. And like... I was just like, huh, that's, that's weird that the Parker brothers were like, and, Mary Parker and May. Course, I'll say, going in, I actually did not know that Emma Roberts was in this movie. And I'm like, I felt bad, because, and I mean this with complete... No, I'm like, I didn't think her career was in this bad of a place that she needed to do this. I, I mean, I don't want to be rude, but... No, maybe she was like, oh, yeah, I'll do a superhero thing. And, like, was like, oh, yeah, the legacy of Mary Parker is, like, we, we've we only ever seen her one other time. You know, let me see something. I'm going to look to see if... No, I was going to check to see if any of S.J. Clarkson's... Because you know a lot of TV work. Like, me, I figured maybe S.J. Clarkson directed a bunch of Scream Queens or something. But it doesn't look like that. So, I, I'm just... You I know think what? maybe she was like, yeah, that'd be cool because like there's literally You're only right. been one other actress who has played Mary Parker. Of course. Like, and I think that, and I think when I think M. Beth Davids, what actress is a lot like her, I think Emma Roberts. But um when I think South African character actress who made her fit fame in Schindler's list, I think Emma Roberts is the natural succession. No. Um uh, <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it's Ozzy. The thing that's crazy about the sentence is actually mostly that M. Beth Davids played <laughs> Mary Parker in two scenes. <laughs> um yeah. But, no, I I think that, like, the, the thing I'll say about this is I don't actually think that this is going to be a disaster for anyone's career, really. It's, like, because even, like, Dakota, Dakota, I feel I feel like if Dakota Johnson did not have the press tour she just had, maybe, because I think that she is, like... She's well, good in it. The thing is, I don't know. I think she, it's funny because she's, she's just, the way she delivers these yes. lines. She oh, is okay. good in the version of the movie that she is playing in. She is, I think, disastrous in the movie that they're making. But I think that if you re- if you read her performance as a coherent thing, independent from the movie that's happening around her, she's very funny. But the rest of the movie is not supporting that at all. The the girls only like Maddie kind of does. Yeah. Like the way Maddie reacts to her, yeah, is like all right, you two at least are like somewhat on the same page. Yeah, Kenny Sweeney is on a whole another page from everybody I, else, I, and I, then like Isabella Mercedes Anya is is good like yeah. she's like solidly between what Sydney Sweeney's doing and what and um, she's a pro like she's you know yeah, she was like so 12 in Transformers in so she she knows what she's doing um yeah. but I, the thing about Sydney Sweeney's performance is it almost she Sydney Sweeney is playing it like she's making a 60s comic movie like she is so demure and like yeah. like you expect her to pull out a notepad and say she was writing something for the school paper like that's how she's playing the character uh-huh. which I don't, it almost, I mean, I don't know. It almost feels like it's like a zag to be like, obviously I play this one type of high schooler on TV. I'm going to play the exact opposite. But like, I don't need that much to that. You don't need to be that much of a nerd. <laughs> no, especially because like, I think a thing that the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies did, I think really well is like, you know, 
most nerds, even back in 2003, were not with tape glasses and pencil pushers and got shoved in lockers, you know, like it just kind of, and I feel like they eventually found that balance of like, he's not a social like butterfly, but he's also not, you know, come, he doesn't have his pen spilling ink all over his shirt all the time. Um, Peter, Peter is, he's, he's a people person and he knows how to talk to people, but he's just awkward. Like, it's like, he can talk to anybody. He is just like, no, but yeah, but I like this nerdy thing and I'm just going to talk. Oh, that's cool. How does that exist? And he just talks. So much people are like, what are you? Yes. I, I think the reason I care so much about it is because I relate to it a lot. Because growing up, I was mm-hmm. always a nerd in that. I mean, I host a show called Marvel Cinematic University. Of course, I was a nerd. But I also like, the joke I always make is like, my mom was too social a person to ever raise antisocial kids. So I was always really talkative, but also still a nerd. And so I'm like, I didn't, my experience is not like Toby Maguire getting punched because I'm a dork. It's good. You know, I'm probably annoying the kids around me, but I have friends, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Which it's is- Tom yeah. Holland's approach to Peter, exactly. which is what I always liked. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he nailed it. He got both of them. He's figured it yeah. out. And and Celeste O'Connor, uh, an actor I was not familiar with. Um, I had seen Freaky, but frankly, I didn't register them in it. Um, but also, she, uh, th- excuse me, they're also in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Wow, I'm, I apologize. Um, I mean, not that Ghostbusters Afterlife is a, uh, you know has a bunch of memorable yeah. characters popping off the screen. I've seen them in like a good person and um, mm. afterlife and stuff like that. Yeah. I, the only person who popped in afterlife is Carrie Coon, but that's probably just a me thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But what else? Uh, but yeah. But Maddie also feels a bit like the very, that character is both that it takes place in 2003, but also is such a 2003 teenage rascal um mm-hmm. in a way that like it wasn't super annoying but there's just like i don't know, like i said this movie has so much shit to talk about and the thing about it is like i'm kind of of the opinion and i wonder if you agree i think you do just based on the way you've talked about other movies that the actual like what a movie is about like what ca- what characters a movie is about what the general plot is is almost the least important thing of whether or not a movie's good or not because i think a lot of people mm-hmm. are like they were never gonna be able to make a good madam web movie and i'm like maybe but the reason this movie is bad is not because it's a madden web movie you know what i mean in the same that like the reason like the reason why morbius isn't good is not because it's about like once again you could make a movie about a guy who sort of save his life becomes a vampire like that's actually not a bad movie pitch and so i feel like this movie is getting dinged with like the oh they try to make a madden web movie it's like yeah i guess if you take some of the spider-man references out and like maybe make it like less web imagery and make it just about a person who gets powers that can see the future like there is a decent movie to be made about this but I don't know. What's your opinion on that? I mean, I think part of the allure of Madame Webb as a character is kind of like her guidance that she eventually ends up giving Peter. And I think yeah. like the end of this movie, I was like, oh yeah, there she is. Like it's, she's ready to give Peter Parker his advice. Like that's where I got interested. Like I was like, I've never was interested in like Madame Webb. No. She, her power is literally just looking into the future. And so like, she's just giving people advice. Um, and so I do like, listen, I think it's fun to give her this like backstory and like her, this connection to the Parkers. So then when Peter eventually yeah. ends up asking her for advice, there's already a connection there. But it is really one of those things where I was like, mm, need it. But I'm also really glad that we have a bad yes. female led superhero movie we can it, have bad ones that we can be like this was cheesy but i'm gonna watch it because it's yes. on movies uh, daredevil 
I definitely have recommended this movie to fellow sickos like myself, and that's the term I always use, because there really are two different types of people. There are types of people who, like, really think a lot about what movies they're going to see, and there are types of people like you and I, I'm, I think I'm, as someone who follows you on Letterboxd, I think I'm not talking out of turn, of just, it's on whatever, y'all see it. <laughs> um, and, yeah. uh, yeah, if you're that type of person, I think that this is a really fun, in ter- as far as bad movies I've seen in theaters are concerned, I have seen much less interesting, like, I... I think that if you're someone with an open mind who watches a lot of dumb movies, I think that there's a lot to find interesting about this. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I really would love nothing more than to see the emails about this movie because there's so many decisions that you could, like I said, this Sony movie was- Link part, Sony Leak yes. part two. Yes. Seth Let's Rogen, <laughs> Seth Rogen, pick another country to make a movie about. Um, it, but the, uh, <laughs> but no, like, because like I was saying, I, this movie clearly was noted so much to death, it basically crossed a threshold where it felt like no one was giving notes. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, no notes. Let's yeah. just roll the camera. And and so, yeah, I'm glad that we have it. Um, and frankly, like, I'm glad that it's, uh, that it's a meme, you know, and, and I hope that people learn some lessons from it uh, in terms of, like, I don't know, if... I'm interested to see what Craven the Hunter is going to look like because I think that Craven probably has, I don't know, all of these movies has the filmmaker who I think is like actually like, who I like his movies. I mean, I, I, I forgot who I'm talking to. Yeah, you're I, talking to me. You're talking to Triple Frontier's numero uno fan. Yeah, I mean, I forgot. Um, I I should have noticed from the gigantic uh, catfish tattoo I saw on your forehead, but uh, yeah, catfish Morales. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited about Craven, but Craven's also my favorite Spider-Man villain. So I feel yeah. like no matter what, I'm just going to like Craven because, yeah. like, out of all of these movies, like, I liked Venom a lot. I was surprised I liked Venom because most of the yeah. time I hate that Venom is the like, yeah. It's the Green Goblin and the, Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and then Venom are like the only three we ever get stories yes. of. And so I was like, okay, like here we go, we're back with Venom. And then I had the time of my life with yeah. Venom, so I was like, okay, like this can really work, like yeah. to focus them. And at least we haven't gotten like the Green Goblin movie yes. or or uh, Otto Octavius, but like. I like that this is kind of how they're doing like their own weird Sinister Sixty version. Yeah. Of things like yeah, give me Craven. I want to. I want to learn mm-hmm. all about that man who just loves animals. And I think that Craven has a thing that might work for it. I think the reason why Venom works, and I'm also a big fan of Venom too. Me and Paul Thomas Anderson both quote, "I love. I like Venom too," um, is because Tom Hardy is a crazy person and like really takes it seriously. And yeah. like the and I want when when there's a movie that's like kind of made and exclusive upon for craven reasons like all these sony spider-man movies are purely financially driven because they don't have the, they're doing you know they want to have their own they don't they don't want to have to share these profits with uh you know marvel studios and so i think when you have a movie like that i think you want the people at the top to be taking it not seriously at all and the people making it take it very seriously and i would argue that madam web has the inverse problem where it feels like the executives were very taking it very seriously we need to get the lore right we need to get these characters then we need to get this 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 and this and the people on set were not taking it seriously and like yeah i I just feel like when when tom hardy was like i'm gonna jump in this lobster tank and eat a whole lobster it's like that's the energy if we're gonna if you're gonna be a b-tier superhero movie which these inevitably will be have some of that B tier fun, not like you know whatever Madam Web is. But you know we got an hour long podcast out of it, so it can't be for nothing. Um, Rachel, do you have any final thoughts you want to get in before I send you on your way? Just watch it for Adam Scott. 
for me. Yes. Um, shouts to Benji Wyatt, the star of our table read. Um, yes, Benji Wyatt, the cat, the son of Zemo. Yes, one of the best cats. Uh, and yeah, I agree. Um, Rachel, where can people find your work? I know you're always putting up things like, I don't know, defenses <laughs> of the Great Power Responsibility line. You can find me on Twitter at Rachel Leishman, on Instagram and TikTok at Rachel underscore Leishman. And you can find my work at the Mary Sue and Collider. Yes, please oh, find I host podcasts. Yes, uh, Padro Pascal. Um, yes, yeah, Padro find... Pascal, the Ford cast, and Cinema Sibs. Yes, I need to find my Padro Pascal t-shirt. I was looking for, I was going to wear it today, but I f- couldn't find it. It's probably deep in my, yeah, a lot of my here. t-shirts. Oh, I'm not Daredevil. Yeah, a lot of my t-shirts are deep in the, you know, during the winter when you just get deep in the pantry, yeah. uh, the hamper and you haven't found them forever. Anyway, the pantry. Yeah, the pantry, yes. For some reason, that word sounded right for a full five <laughs> seconds. But uh, you can find me at the Jake Christie. Listen to my other podcast, Love at First Psych, where me and Andre Breyer are talking about the USA Network original series Psych. And uh, please subscribe to our Patreon. We got some exciting stuff coming up. We'll be starting the Mission Impossible franchise. Uh, we just finished Fast and Furious. And uh, yeah, so... Um, you join our Discord, $3 to get all of our episodes in the Discord, and $8 for some bonus perks like being a guest on our mailbag. And if you're watching this on YouTube, great. If you're not, find us on YouTube at MC University Pod. I'm trying to remember if I've said everything AC always says. Oh, and as he says, five star, five star, five star. Rate us five stars wherever you are listening. And for Rachel Eastman, for AC, you couldn't make it. I've been Jay Christie. Have a good one. Bye.